1: Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is betting across America on vSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Amal, happy Saturday to you, my friend. One question off the top, yes, sir. I know you're back. The rumor mill has it that you're in fantastic shape because you've been boxing. Well. Yeah, I've gotten back
2: into it. I used to box a lot before COVID, and then, of course, things changed. But, you know, Dave, I'm trying to look as good as you. People don't know our man Dave Ross here, not only is he a legendary broadcaster in the D.C. area and here now with Beeson, but tremendous tip of the cap, former United States Marine Corps uh-huh. member. You always respect anybody who has served in any capacity, but most importantly, uh, what Dave <laughs> Ross has
3: done. So a thank you to him for that. But, you know, we're all trying to look like Dave Ross. <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story. Uh, Because like you you back in boxing, and you know how we both love boxing, right? So in the Marine Corps, you have something called pugil sticks. If people have never seen them, you probably don't want to. They're huge, basically, uh, it's like a pole with two giant, huge pads at the end of it. They're heavy, okay? And I was the house mouse in the Marine Corps. House mouse! (laughs) Smallest recruit. So they put the house mouse up against the rival platoon, and they put their two biggest uh, recruits against me, one on two. It's all mental. I go out there like, all right, let's go. They blow the whistle. You start swinging. House Mouse got his ass kicked. <laughs> Hit me right under the jaw. I didn't fall, but I spun like a top. I, I like the story. I thought you were going to say you took them both out. No, 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 like, no, no, no. I, no, no. Like, By the way,
2: well, I know we're going to get into the sports in just one second. I got to tell you, I have immense, immense respect. Mike Palm knows my affinity for this country and how much I love it. Uh, but, you know, The one thing I respect, particularly in the special forces area, and whether it's Green Beret, but then also what the SEALs go through in Budge training, uh, you know, basic underwater uh, demolition, it's just unbelievable what they're put through. For that six months to go through and to become a seal, it, just a tip of the cap to everybody who's served out there in any capacity or maybe serving currently.
3: Echo those sentiments, 1,000%. Uh, just incredible what these men and women do to protect our freedoms on a daily basis. I just want to know what weight you will be fighting at, and when can I attend the
2: fight? There will be no fighting. We're listen. We're. All, I'm just trying to stay in shape, man. You see all these young guys here. We said something derogatory to Elliot this <laughs> morning. A, I, said, I, I said. I said something negative about Missouri football. All of a sudden, next thing I know, I got everybody. I got. Jen's coming at me. I I got Elliot ready to throw down. I mean, everybody's ready. Andrew's coming out there. Uh, Andrew's Andrew's big. Andrew, by the way, I'm glad Andrew just took time out of the day at the gym to come join us.
3: He's he's big. We're going to get him in the octagon at one point. Mike Bronio is going to join us later on this hour from Mandalay Bay. Of course, the sports book manager over there. Talk to Connor Allen in hour number two about the NFL. I call it fake football, real injuries. And, no, it's a good line. and there is money to be made yes. in the preseason as well. So we'll break down a little bit of that and we'll talk some MLB in hour number three as well. And I want to start there because I think the big shock, at least in the betting markets yesterday, is what's happened with the Padres. Now, again, before they made the trade first for Hater as the new closer to come right. over from Milwaukee, you could get them around 20 to one. Right. And then they made that trade and it moved up to like 14 to one. And then they big make the big one soda splash, and it goes down as well. as ten to one mm-hmm. in some markets. And they have the rough start post All Star break, post trade deadline rather, and it uh, goes back up to fourteen one. And now the Tatis eighty game suspension back up to twenty to one, like the trades were never made. And I'm wondering them all on the shorthand. Certainly, if you have a San Diego ticket, you're right. like, thanks, Fernando. Right? You well, you, you I, just killed our hopes with your potential comeback. Well,
2: I took the Padres at eleven to one, not because I needed them. I thought they were going to win. I mean, I thought they were possible a possible team could win, but I need to hedge off my Dodgers five to one future. And I'll tell you right now, what scares me is if you're the Padres. Look, they played well this. They played well this week against the Giants and the Nationals. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, it's just not good from a morale standpoint that one of your leaders and Mike Clevenger had a great comment wow. talking about, "Hey, he's got to be unselfish. This is more than just about you." You remember when Ryan Braun got pinched for this? I said if I were the Brewers, I would have tried to void his contract. Yeah. And, you know, they, somebody said, well, the PA would go after her. I said, no problem. I said, if I'm ownership, I am fighting this guy. I said, I'm going to tell you right now. I will dissolve the organization before I give you another dollar.
3: Wow. Here's my thing, though. And I'm glad you brought up Clevenger's comments and yeah. some other uh, players have basically spoken out. And if you're summarizing, the thought is he's got to think about the team, not himself. Correct. The weird thing for me is, and I'm glad you brought up Ryan Braun, which feels like an eternity ago. But when Ryan Braun got busted, right, for the PEDs, it was like, well, this guy is hitting home runs and the records and the potential things at that time, at that place in time, Braun was looked at as one of the best power hitters in the game in Milwaukee, and he's cheating the game. Now it's not so much that argument anymore. I don't hear the cheating the game. Yeah. Fernando Tatis is cheating. Now it's he's being, he's being selfish to his teammates. Like, wait a minute. Shouldn't the outrage still be that you're doing something that the game is, is trying to frown upon? Now it's almost like we just can't play, and that's the greater indictment.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with you, and uh, I, I think it's tough nowadays that we just kind of gloss over it like we nothing.
3: We do. It's like, when can you play? Yeah,
2: exactly. Oh, I, I, I did some steroids. Yeah, but when are you eligible to play? Yeah, yeah. By the way, you missing 80 of 162. Is that good for us? I mean, you're a little <laughs> bit healthier, right? You you know, you come back right around mid-year. The average has changed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really unfortunate.
3: I, and, I, and I do wonder, though, again, like with Tatis, it, I don't know that people are going to look at him internally in Major League Baseball differently. Yeah. But it feels like the teammates look at him as, well, now you can't help us potentially get into this race here where we're 18 to 1, To win the World Series because you're just not going to be available. I mean, that's that feels like now the new indictment of you're just not available in the NFL. We see it all the time, and we're seeing it right now with Deshaun Watson. And yes, there's moral outrage, I understand all that. Yeah, but to some degree, there's a well, when will he be eligible to play? And you're now taking away potentially six games at least. Yeah, it looks like he said he'd agree to eight, but the league's looking for a year. It just feels like we're switching. The outrages from what you did was really the problem versus when are you eligible to play for your team?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think you're right. But I'll tell you what, Kim at shortstop defensively is miles, miles ahead of Tatis in terms of the difference it makes for them defensively. Uh, the big question is, what is this team able to do from a pitching standpoint in the postseason? I still think they're dangerous. Look, even without Tatis, because you've got Juan Soto, you got Manny Machado. Look, as good as Tatis is, I think those both of those guys are better at this point in time, than uh, Fernando Tatis.
3: Uh, and very quickly, uh, and we'll talk more about some Major League Baseball in our number three, certainly throughout the show. We mentioned the Browns a little bit there with Deshaun Watson. He did play last night, one for five, seven yards. First live action since the 2020-2021 season. Yeah, Think about that. Uh, I don't know what his fate's going to become. And I, even, I tweeted this out to him all. where I said, you know, I don't know what the proper punishment should be. I really don't. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I'm not Roger Goodell. But I don't understand why you had Sue Robinson, a federal judge, come in and legislate this when the idea was collective bargaining with with the, the players. That Roger Goodell, I won't be judge and jury anymore. Yeah. I'll, I'll recuse myself, if you will, from the situation. Sure. We'll have an arbiter, an independent arbiter, make the decision, and then we'll go with that. Well, they did that, and now they don't want to go with that. So what was the point of having the independent arbiter? And I, look, I, I test it. Doesn't feel right. Six games doesn't feel right. But again, I'm not a lawyer. So why would Roger Goodell then put himself back in the position of mm, that punishment wasn't what we wanted? So therefore, the league is going to take more action against him.
2: Yeah, this is interesting in terms of how this thing's going to play out. Look, I think so far on the surface, it doesn't look good for the Browns. It doesn't look good for the National Football League. Uh, long way to go in terms of what what the final decision is going to be. But I, I don't know. I, I just you know what the bigger issue is here, Dave. That's not getting talked about is the fact that the Browns gave him a guaranteed contract.
3: All that money. He's getting paid. He didn't lose a dime in Houston.
2: Well, that's the other thing. He got to sit out and got paid all that money last year. But here's the other concern, and this is where the owners are really ticked off at Haslam & Company. You gave this guy a guaranteed contract, and he's coming off of this. Now, so some of the younger guys coming up, um, uh, Justin Herbert, his whole contract in the future should be guaranteed. Yes, every dime. Josh Allen did sign an extension, but to me, he, he should come back and say, Listen, I need you guys to guarantee the whole thing. And the Pagulas have plenty of money. So that's not a concern from that standpoint. But it, it's just one of those things where you sit there and go, How does this happen where you decide, is this your desperation to get somebody to Cleveland? You can't get somebody here. You can't draft a quarterback and develop them? It
3: is an awful look for the NFL. And again, I, I'm not, they've gone with what the, the, uh, the federal judge, Sue Robinson, had said. And they just went, Well, that's what she said. So that's why we did the process. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. It's a terrible look. I mean, look, it, you know, if I had my way, it would be more. I understand that. But it's an awful look that this man has not missed a dollar. Yeah. Not one penny of a salary from that. Didn't even have to show up for the games last year in Houston and got paid amidst all of this controversy. Now going to Cleveland and potentially could miss the whole year and still will get paid every dollar. I, I just don't understand how that can
2: work. How do you view Deshaun Watson taking everything off the field away uh, in terms of quarterback ability and no, what I, that
3: team needs? No idea.
2: Yeah, I have I no to, I, idea you know what? what he's going to be anymore. Well, I'm forget that. I'm just saying coming in, look, I never, look, I think he's a very good quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback, but I don't see him as a top five guy. I go back to the play in, in uh, Nashville where it was late in the game and they had an opportunity to get in field goal range and ran the play for like 17 seconds where he's scrambling around. I'm yeah. like, not having an understanding of time scoring and situation. And the one thing that always, you know, Davos said always the next Michael Jordan. I said, you forgot that Mike Williams was on that team against Alabama mm-hmm. in that fourth quarter. and Williams never got enough credit for it. But to me, um, I think the Browns have immense, immense talent. I would say they're probably one of the top three talented teams in the AFC.
3: Mm. Roster, the Roster-wise. 52, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But... I,
2: I don't know, with whether it's Watson and now with Brissette under center, how far this team's going to go, because the AFC is so just ridiculous.
3: I'm with you, and it's a big year for Kevin Stefanski. He's not too far removed from being coach of the year in the yeah. NFL, and, and last year could not handle the, the Baker-Mayfield situation, or at least you can put the blame wherever you want to go. It right. didn't work for right. whatever reason, whether it's Baker, whether it's Kevin, whether it's the offense, whatever it is, it didn't work. And so now, really, you have to sign off on this as well. It's not just the GM. It's not just the front office to bring in Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun is not available, Kevin Stefanski, you better go ahead, get everybody else ready to rock and roll because if it doesn't work, with Kobe Brissett, I don't know how much longer these coaches, not for long, as Jerry Glanville uh, infamously said back in the day for the one, NFL. One of the great lines of all time. Love it. That's what it stands for, kids. When we come back, let's talk some more preseason. Yeah. By the way, if you had the – you laid it today with the Chiefs, 14-0 lead. That's 14-13 in fake football, but real money. Yes. We'll discuss that <laughs> and much more. Come on back. Just getting it started. It's Betting Across America right here on BC Sports the Esports Betting Network.
1: I think Kobe and everybody they their prime, Kobe
0: will win a on one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that,
4: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella. Point game. I remember you came out from crying
1: tears, <laughs> crying. T- I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then he's going to withdrawals about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. Ain't <laughs>
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Com. Back alongside of Mal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We roll on betting across America. And in, in the break, I love our conversations even in the break. Like, we, we were kind of reliving the Fernando Tatis. Like, the outrage really isn't about the steroids. It's about the missed time, right? right? And you made a great point about Ryan Braun. And the difference there is, Ryan Braun, when he got the allegation, everybody's like, oh, I'll put him in baseball jail. He's an awful person. All the He did throw other people under the bus. Tatis, whether you believe the, the announcement or not, Fernando did come out and say, look, it's my bad. I put something in my body. We've heard this a million times. put something in my body I didn't know. I was trying to treat something else. I didn't realize it was a banned substance. My bad. I should have looked into what is allowed and what's not allowed. Well,
2: you remember Aaron Rodgers came out and said, he goes, I can't believe Ryan Braun lied to me. I asked him point blank. I'm like, didn't – I don't know if Sheryl Crow and uh, Lance Armstrong were married. Oh, but but he, but he lied to her. So it was like, what is he surprised? There's just certain things you're not going to tell, unfortunately. And that's probably one of those things where – look, I don't think – but I – I don't know Aaron Rodgers, so I can't say. But I think with certain people, if you're close to them, you tell them. I don't think they're going to be like, I-, I can't believe you did it. I had a friend of mine played college football, and we were talking about steroids. And he said to me, he goes, if I had to do it all over again, he was a tight end. He goes, I would 100% juice. He goes, I would have gotten to the league if I had juiced.
3: You know what? I, we're going to have my buddy Brandon Geyer played for the Indians in the Great World yeah. Series against the, the Cubs. And he's now retired. And I've asked BG about this on numerous occasions. And he'll tell me, honestly, with, with the kind of money that is out there, he goes, I'd be a hypocrite. He hasn't. And he wouldn't he has never done yeah. juice or any of those things. He's as clean a person as I know. But he even admitted it's almost it's almost like the live golf debate. Like how what is the line that you go, you know what? I gotta look at this stuff. Uh, you know, I am trying to think it was it Marlon Byrd. If you remember Marlon Bird, he was kind of a vagabond outfielder yes, in Major sir. League Baseball. A, a part of the Guardians Indians team back then, yeah. He hit a lot of homers. Yep. When he popped positive the last time, he said deuces I'm out, never came back to baseball. It's like he got his money and then just retired once he, he tested positive and he got busted.
2: So I give Marlon Burr all the credit in the world for that, and I've always contended, and there's people around baseball, if you talk to them, the guy that went from St. Louis to Anaheim was on the sauce, and then all of a sudden he got 10 for 240
3: and said, Derchi on the
2: sauce.
3: I'll say about that, I know the guy you're alluding to, our buddy Michael Kim back in Chicago, <laughs> shout out to Kimmer. He hates when I bring that. He's never been on any report. Just because you're not in the report doesn't mean you didn't do it. Listen. Michael's
2: a terrific guy, but I got to take a quick shot at him. Michael, you're a smart guy. You know better. Come on now. Yeah, we'll Come Kim, on now. We'll you, have Kim on the show to talk some baseball, I, I, too. I, oh, great. Oh, by the way, the problem is now he's going to be happy. Cardinals are in first place playing good baseball. That's Last night, great win against the Brew Crew.
3: Yeah, they are. They're, they're coming on a little bit strong here as, as a Metropolitan fan who's still a little bit upset about 2006. Uh, Was it? Yeah. Carlos Beltran. He'll still say to me, has he swung the bat yet? <laughs> That was the Andy Chavez, one of the greatest postseason right?
2: catches I've ever seen. That
3: nobody remembers because yes. the Metropolitan's lost the game. Uh, if, you know, our producer, Elliot Bowman, he took the Chiefs today, first half, late a half. Ooh, no, good bet. no sweat, 14-zip. Now, if you lay the Chiefs in a point and a half today, they're playing, by the way, in the windy right now at Soldier Field. Um, you're going to go, You can, I'm going to get beat by Nathan Peterman and the backup Bears because right now, 16-14, Bears have it. We're winding down the third quarter. So, the 16 unanswered for your Chicago Bears. Is there su- such a thing called a bad beat in preseason football?
2: I don't think so. And uh, the reality of it is, look, you sometimes you're trying to play the totals in situations like that. We'll see uh, what transpires here today in this one. You know what surprised me, Dave? Uh, they got uh, Sergeant Peterson here there he in goes, Chicago Nate. PD. Uh, you know Nathan Peter, the man, the man who's throwing more picks than anybody in, in a what was that in a quarter or something? It was it ridiculous. Was a six picks? Yeah, <laughs> insanity. But. I'm surprised the Bears didn't run the ball with 30 seconds left in that. They they got sacks, so the clock ran up. But now, final 15 minutes here at Kansas City. Running clock. Running clock, because we just saw White, the linebacker, go down for uh, the Bears in the previous sequence. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get out of here without injuries. And no disrespect to the other guys in the back end of the roster, and this is where the challenge comes in on these bets. You're betting on guys oh, no that, that are not going to be in the league. They're hoping to make a practice squad, and it's a real chance. And you see the lack of continuity between the quarterback and the receivers.
3: I, I look at it, too. By the way, 8-0 was the number for the over in, in yeah. preseason weeks. So far, going back to the Hall of Fame game last week and the seven games last night, every over hit, which is it's astonishing. Steve McInnis, by the way, does an unbelievable job in the network. You got to get the, the 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 newsletter each week because Steve put this out there. The key marks for Steve when he looks historically at the data, thirty seven is the number in preseason. Yeah, and when it's at thirty seven or more, you play that under. Yeah, and when it's at at uh, thirty seven or thirty six or less, excuse me, uh, yeah, thirty six or less, you play that over. And so far, that has been gold. You can print the money so far. Uh, through the first eight games, all those totals going over. We might get a little regression today. Carolina, by the way, 20-6 to 6 over the Commanders in D.C. That's going to take a while for me to get used to, Commanders. And again, 16-14, that over, and that total, everything's in the balance here for the fourth quarter in Chicago. So we'll update that as it goes along. I mentioned the games last night. Uh, the Jets, by the way, came back miraculously and covered with a last-second touchdown and to beat the Eagles last night and covered their number. But the big news there is Zach Wilson. And he goes down with looks like it was a non-contact injury uh, to his right knee. It looked awful because all the times you see these non-contact injuries, you can go, oh, Dr. Twitter, he's out for the year. And that's everybody jumps right to it because we're all experts on Twitter. Robert Sala told reporters that the ACL quote, quote is supposed to be intact. I, I know that it should be intact. Uh, early reports suggest it might just be a bone bruise. It could be four to six weeks is what we're hearing. My question to you, sir, is, by the way, if you took the Jets over five and a half and you weighed juice pretty much market wide for the the win total, are you more or less convinced that your bet's going to hit if it's Magic Mike going forward for the JTS?
2: Ch-ch-chats? A lot less. Look, I think there's far separation between the two guys. I don't know how you You're see not buying it in on
3: Magic Mike?
2: No, I'm not. And more importantly, I actually was looking forward to seeing what Zach Wilson could be. You know, sometimes, and it's unfortunate, there have been quarterbacks along the way that just because the players around them were not particularly good, the offensive line wasn't good, the scheme... Like, you look at the Bears. I mean, this thing's a disaster right now. Matt Nagy was horrific last year. I think Justin Fields... I wasn't as high on Justin Fields as other people were when he was coming out of Ohio State. However... I do have some concerns and question marks about the offense he's in, in terms of is he going to fail just because the the way things are designed around there? It, it's bad, and I think that's one thing you have to concern yourself with going forward if you are some of these teams. By the way, Bears facing a third down of 15. See, this is to me in the preseason. <laughs> You've got to run the football. I understand. You say, well, why would you do that? You want to throw the ball? Just let's keep the just clock get, moving. Get it going. Let's get it going. Nathan, it Nathan Peterman.
3: Third and seventeen. <laughs> draw. Nathan Peterman is not going to be on a roster. This has got to be a dead draw, by the way. We're, we're, we're watching with enthusiasm of third yeah. and 17 to see if the running clock goes. Still 30 points total right now. We'll see uh, if that total hits. 37.5 in game,
2: and I'll tell you what, Dave, I don't think Kansas City will go for two, and I don't think the Bears will go for two, so you could still be safe if there was a second, I mean, there was a touchdown. you got to get two scores to beat you in the fourth quarter here.
3: All right, so let's see what the Bears do. They are dropping back with Nathan Peterman, so we'll see how this plays out. I think it's incomplete. They're going to have to punt. Well, Hold on a second. It's
2: incomplete because two KC Chiefs defenders missed an opportunity to pick it off. Easy pick. Yes.
3: <laughs> so, back to the JTSS. So, you say if you have that total over a five and a half, you're sweating out big time if it's four to six. And that's the preliminary reports. We don't know how long Zach Wilson's going to be out. But, I mean, now six and a half if you want to get plus money. I mean, it was a like minus $1.55 if you wanted to lay it for five and a half. Now six and a half. I mean, this, this team's been, been bet. People are betting the Jets. Are we calling 1-800-JIMMY-G? Are we on the first line to Jimmy Garoppolo? Because to me, Robert Sala, they know each other, San Francisco. I mean, if he doesn't make the call to Jimmy, that would surprise me more. And then I actually might like that win total. If you can get Jimmy G in next week and get him ready, Amal, I think it's a Better opportunity for the Jets. And Dave, I like you, and I'm not
2: trying to take a hard line stance with you, <laughs> but I want you, Michael Lombardi, and everybody else here, stop asking me about this guy. Why? To, to quote Mike Singletary, can't win with him. Okay, let me tell you something. You got
3: I, to a Super Bowl with the dude. Yeah,
2: and you know what? If you had a, a decent quarterback... And Robert
3: Sago was on the staff! Yeah, yeah,
2: I understand that. If you had a decent quarterback, you got a ring. Because Emmanuel Sanders it's beat two point. defenders wide, wide, open. wide open. Oh, okay? no, I'm not saying he's <laughs> no, the second no. coming. No, here, no, I'll give you my reasoning why I'm not picking on Garoppolo. I think is a solid quarterback. I don't think he's a guy that I look as a top 12, 12 top 15 guy, and he's paid like that. But he, here's the bigger issue for me, is this. You're, if you are not going to have Wilson, why would you not keep yourself in a position to have a top five pick? Jimmy Garoppolo could potentially put you at six to ten. Does Robert Sala have that
3: luxury of waiting, of like, okay, but, but, uh, you know what? Hey, I'll get up with the GM, I, and we'll go with Joe Flacco. We'll go with Magic no, Mike. I, and, I think, and we'll tank. I think
2: if Jimmy Garoppolo's there, what are you going to do, win six, seven games? I, I right. just don't see the value in doing that. And then all of a sudden going, okay, great. Now we're drafted number nine instead of number four. I don't know how that benefits you. Look, you drafted. I, I thought they had a phenomenal draft. Yeah. Uh Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Johnson out of Florida State. Um, they, they brought in some really good players, I think, are having gonna, gonna have an impact. But I'd like to see Zach Wilson get healthy, especially just for the Jets, for him, everything factored in. So
3: if, if it's a short term, shorter term yeah. injury, wait, by the way, he's out for the rest of the preseason. Forget about that. Mm-hmm. Right. You would say just stay stay the course. Yes, because I want to see what Zach Wilson is. I don't want to be in a situation like the Giants where they're like, ah, Daniel Jones, or they're like, eh, ah, what I w I don't know. When we come back, let's talk about Tom Terrific down there in Tampa and whether or not a flag goes up for his absence from the team. We'll discuss. Come back with us. Betting across America here on, on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting
0: Across America on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
3: The college football guide is out now and the NFL guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season off on the right foot with expert profiles of every team including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a Vison All Access subscriber. Sign up early and for a discount of $175, you're going to receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full season access. All the way through the Super Bowl, or join us for just $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to offer to help up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options to become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside of Moleshaw, I'm Dave Ross. We're watching the Chiefs running all around here. 12 minutes to go, and uh, we've got a 16-14 score right now. Bears in the lead. Chiefs pregame were laying a point and a half, so... I think that that might be dying on the vine quickly. <laughs> we'll find out how that plays out. But again, tick tick tick, we might get our first two unders. Because by the way, I mentioned in DC the Commanders. Right now it's twenty to six. Let me get a time for you on that one. Fourth quarter, nine minutes to go in regulation. There, so that's looking like a a dead under. They don't want overtime. By the way, in these games, the they, teams will go for two. They're not they're not kicking tying field goals. No, sort of do
2: they even have overtime anymore in the preseason? Oh, it's you're
3: the, right. I believe it'd just be a tie. tie yeah, like I mean, a Bud Selig. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just play for the time. <laughs> I wanted to get back to some NFL because later on in the show, we're going to have a all A-listers for undervalued college football teams and conversely some overvalued teams. We'll get to that later on in the program because you have a couple teams that really intrigued my and piqued my attention. But as we're on this NFL topic here in preseason, what we're looking for, whether or not you want to hop in on preseason games or not or wait for the regular season, I look now at the uh, NFC South. And you look at Tom Brady, he had the 40-day the retirement, and he's back. And now he's taking personal time away from training camp to, quote, deal with some personal things. We don't know exactly what that entails. We hope everything is fine with Tom Terrific and, and his family. Um, so he's, he's 45. So he's mispracticed last week. Todd Bowles, head coach, told reporters he's not going to return to the team uh, for their second preseason game. So we don't know when he's going to be back we're all assuming he's back for the regular season. Again, we have no idea what the context is, yeah. but it is significant, all, when he just rolls out deuces, and I'm not going to be a camp, not going to be with the team. I'll let you know when I'm coming back. Only in this day and age, when you have the gravitas of a guy who's been to, you know, won seven Super Bowls and, you know, been to 10, that you, that's why you can kind of make these set of rules for whatever reason he's gone. But, you know, we kind of look at them. The win total is 11 and a half. You know, divisional odds, you got to lay almost $3 for this team to win. Does this raise any, any red flags for you in the futures market with the Buccaneers? For me, no, it doesn't.
2: I, I still believe that he'll be back there. And, frankly speaking, you, you brought up a great point. Obviously, there's nobody with more cachet in this league than Tom Brady in the history of the game. But let's hope it's not something serious. Right. But, to me, there's, a, there's just a feeling of, like, hey, look, I don't want to be a camp And I'll see you when we're ready to go. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I mean, you know, if you look at it and and the way the game is officiated nowadays, it has allowed quarterbacks like Brady to hang around Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, because I think if you were taking the hits that you saw in the early 2000s when Brady started or you go back to the 80s and 90s, the way Troy's career ended, unfortunately, I don't know if these players would be able to play at this age because they just don't have the foot speed. You know, Philip well, Rivers, rules, as, soon as, as soon as like there's a cloud in the area,
3: he's like, oh, we're going to have to call it rain delay, meaning in this case we're taking a sack. I mean, look, you bring up Troy Aikman, the last play he ever played in the NFL, he got his clock cleaned by LeVar Arrington on yeah. the sidelines, and concussion, never played again. That play, not only would LeVar Arrington, have been, he wasn't flagged, by the way, in the, uh, on the play. He would have been put in football jail yeah. today in, in 2022 for the same exact hit he put in Aikman. Point being, the rules have changed so much. That's why Tom Brady is eligible to play at 45 now because he just can't run and, and launch and, and take shots like they did back in the day, clean shots back in the day for Arrington on Troy Aikman. So that's the only reason rule changes, why these guys can play to eternity the way they have. There is a zero chance. And I say zero chance that he re retires, right? Because this has been a bizarre off season for Brady. Cause this is a guy that we all go. He's not going to do the Brett Favre thing and retire every other week and come back every other week. Like he's, you, you assumed when he said he was done, Michael Lombardi said on the network. He said, well, he's done. He retired. And then, of course, he comes back, and that shocked even Michael because normally Brady's the guy you look at and go, he says and means what he says.
2: Well, a couple of things. First of all, I think Brady obviously is the one guy that can do certain things that other people just couldn't. Um, I do think it would tarnish his legacy a little bit if you were just to just leave a team high and dry in a August. A second time.
3: Yeah, in August.
2: Before the season starts, Which I mean, was
3: the Andrew Luck discussion. Yeah. It wasn't that Andrew Luck retired. Correct. It was that he did it during preseason. Exactly. Like, you don't have... There's no draft. The draft's months removed. Yeah. It's hard to go get... There's only one Jimmy G available right now. And whether or not you even think that's a guy you want in your roster. Not that we're saying Brady's going to do that. But that was a knock on Andrew Luck that people go... Well, dude, you could retire, but why would you do that to us right before we're getting ready to go to to, to battle, if you will, in football terms? Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. You look
2: at uh, Tampa, if you feel like this is going to be a situation and you brought up the number on this team to win the division, then maybe you take a shot with the Saints or you come back with this uh, Tampa d- team total under because that's mm-hmm. a deep concern in terms of where the Buccaneers are going forward. Can they sit there and overcome the fact that it potentially – Tom Brady were to retire, my goodness. I, I mean, I don't
3: know if he were, but I mean, I, and I'm with you. I know. I, I think it's we're, we're talking about remote chances, but nobody saw the Andrew Luck retirement coming. No, they did not. It and came out of the pure blue sky. Yeah. And
2: I, I think when you look at it right now with Blaine Gabbard, I mean, come on, mm. I mean, Kyle Trask, I'd rather have Kyle Trask play than Blaine Gabbard. You know, when Blaine Gabbard there, you'd sit there and say, well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now on the clock.
3: And we're not suggesting that, but again, Brady already did this once this offseason. That was a shock to the system the most. Then he comes back. Now he's left camp. We're assuming everything's going to be, you know, hunky-dory. But again, that's why unders feel like more things have to go right for the overs to hit than clearly the unders. Because for those team totals, it takes an injury. It takes a a fluke retirement. It takes something crazy, and all of a sudden, Boy, you feel like you're dead in the water with some of these numbers. You brought up a
2: great, great point in terms of betting season win totals and looking at some of the props within the season. Here's, here's how I kind of quantify it. If you like a team season win total over, uh, whichever team it may be, and let's say the number, let's say Tampa, it's 11 and a half, but let's say it was 11. Mm-hmm. So you take it right away unless you felt like the market was going to come down under on it. But there's not, you're not, not going to sit there and say, so-and-so is healthy for training camp and he looked great. Okay, great, that helps me. No, you're concerned about, like, if I get an injury – you know, now all of a sudden that number could shift. If Zach Wilson's out, there you go. where does the Jets number go? So I think you bring up a great point. There can be scenarios where it's detrimental to you. You got to look at it, how it impacts you going forward if you're going to bet these things. And that's the one area. Like in, in college football, like several season win totals over, there's nothing that's going to help the scenario. I'm telling you right now, I'm going through like, I look at the notes from Alabama's camp every day, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like, who, who's hurt now? And who's who, what's going on here? And
3: like JoJo Earl. Out for six to eight weeks. Broken foot. This and, happens every day in yes. college and pro football. And Absolutely. Tim Patrick, ACL injury with Denver. Supposed to be a key cog of that offensive machine with Russell Wilson. Out for the year now, they believe, uh, with that torn ACL. Matthew Stafford. And by the way, this has been the weirdest offseason for me, watching the Rams and their numbers here. Like, as a small favorite, I go, what am I missing with the Rams? Why aren't they a bigger fan? You you, you get plus money for the Rams to repeat in the NFC West just to win the division, which looks like a a down division with Arizona and and Seattle. And then you realize Matthew Stafford, the elbow injury, uh, had a procedure in the offseason, right? He still has pain when he throws the ball. They're calling it like a Tommy John situation, potentially. I mean, devastating for a pitcher in Major League Baseball. We'll find out if it's devastating for a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I kept saying, this feels like a bigger deal, and now we're in in preseason. Oh, by the way, you know, father time doesn't stop. We're going to get to week one soon, and they're going to, you know, take on the Bills in week one, and I'm going, Matthew, am I supposed to back the Rams now going forward and just assume Matthew Stafford is miraculously going to put some Ben Gay on it and everything's going to be fine? Well, um, you brought up a great, great point. I,
2: I looked at the Rams, and I said, they're plus 120, I think, to win the division. How could they not be more prohibitive like, favorite? Plus
3: $1. twenty-five. It's going up.
2: Well, you've got a quarterback situation with Trey Lance. Look, now he's got the upside, right? Like that's. Oh, but he, people are running to the window to bet MVP tickets on Trey Lance after last night. Okay, first of all, that's the one thing that drives me nuts. <laughs> this nonsensical argument. Oh, I've got so-and-so. Listen, if you're going to sit there and tell me you got Trey Lance, give me your 20 other bets you've got. Don't give me this, like, oh, yeah, I, I bet this one. When I bet one bet. Exactly. When I bet Futures Day outside of this year in college football, I, I literally take one team. I li- genuinely believe they're going to win, and then I'm going to work around it in terms of how to hedge off. Yeah. that That's it. it but I look at this Rams team. Still immense talent. The best player in the National Football League in 99 in that defense. The 49ers have some questions. You mentioned the Arizona
3: Cardinals. Who eight, knows?
2: Seven, eight, nine wins somewhere in that range. Feels like
3: regression from a 10 10 one team. A absolutely
2: year. right. Yeah, maybe I'm selling short on the seven, but you're right, eight or nine. And then Seattle, top five in the draft. So why are the Rams not more prohibitive
3: favorite? I, I, I keep looking at it and I go, the only thing I can think of, and uh the kid who's backing him up, uh Wolford there yeah. at uh, Wake Forest, who's backing your, up John Wolford. John Wolford, right? Yeah. He's not playing at all in the preseason. That's a flag for me because that says Sean McVay doesn't want to risk an injury to his backup quarterback. I I would agree with you. I mean, you got to read between the lines here, people. That that says he's not confident that Matthew Stafford is going to be regular old Matt Stafford gunslinger hat on backwards come week one of the NFL. I would agree with you. Beware. When we come back, Mike Ferrario is going to join us over at Mandalay Bay. We'll find out if uh, Trey Lance tickets are hot off the presses now after what San Francisco did last night. Come on back, betting across America, here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
1: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one
0: on one concept. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of it, like that.
4: See that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella. Point game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock, and he's, he's going
1: withdraw withdrawals about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You didn't need it. Ain't it? <laughs>
3: MGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bits and risk-free tro- tokens. So planning a trip to Vegas, come out and convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager in the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. 16-14 is now 19-14. Carlos Santos boots through a 47-yarder for your Chicago Bears. So you're under still in play there. Now you just got to hope that the Chiefs. Don't get testy here.
2: Well, the way their offense has been going in this uh, third and fourth quarter, Andy Reid's like, can we get the bus started can already? Can we just
3: warm it up here? Oh, so yes. we'll see how that one plays out. To help us break down more on what's going on uh, with the NFL preseason, we bring in the sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay, Mike Piranio. Always great to have Mike in the program. And, Mike, I'm curious because Amal and I were talking about it off the beginning of the show here. 8-0 to the over uh, so far in the preseason through last night's games. You might get a couple unders here if this Bears game holds, and this uh, Commanders game in D.C. against the Panthers. Did the public do well with the overs? Because traditionally, NFL preseason, I always tend to think unders.
5: Yeah, especially like the first week. I, I mean, I think in the – I can't remember who the announcers were for the Hall of Fame game, but I made a note to myself, thank God I forgot about it, because I think it might have been Aikman, but uh, he goes, yeah, these these teams aren't going to score much uh, this <laughs> week of the preseason <laughs> they don't have anything all the offense isn't in the defense is way ahead and uh yeah that this happens so that's typical so yeah it's uh luckily we don't get hit hard on preseason good. uh action ever usually so it's uh it's not a big deal but if you're right most of the people are playing under so we're probably doing pretty good on that
2: <laughs> Mike, let's switch a little bit going towards the pre—excuse me regular season and futures for the NFL. Any particular teams you're seeing heavy money coming in on? Uh, you know, we're just kind of looking and evaluating. Dave and I were teams. And the one that kind of stood out to us a little bit was the bet in the NFC West to win the division. Mm. With the Rams, we were a little bit surprised to see them at plus 125. You've got Trey Lance starting there. Arizona's got plenty of question marks. The Seahawks, you know, let's be real here. If they win six games, it would be a shocker. Uh any other teams that maybe you thought are either from your perspective overvalued undervalued or teams that are getting bet heavily that the public may not be aware of?
5: No, I think you're right uh on the Arizona. Uh, I think they're being underbet and I I guess maybe because it, they had all the struggles to get a contract uh for their quarterback and bad publicity, I guess, leaving kind of a negative impression on people, but uh you know, and we talked about it last week a little bit on when I was on the show uh, about, you know, I think at that time we had zero tickets bet on Arizona in the first week of the NFL, so... Uh, and, of course, I said, listen to me now and leave me <laughs> later. You need to listen to that because if we have zero tickets, uh, that's a good indication you can have to play Arizona first week. But I should have ch- checked on it because I knew you were going to ask, but I didn't check. But I'm sure it's still similar to that right now.
3: You know, Mike, it's interesting. We always talk to our buddy Thomas Gable over at the Borgata uh, back in the East Coast, and he always talks about how much money's come in on the Jets. And you can understand why, uh, where Thomas is back in the East there in the Jersey, New York. York City area, and and you look at the injury last night with Zach Wilson, and again uh, Betmgm that totals up to six and a half here. Now it's you get a little bit of plus value, plus a dollar ten if you play the Jets over six and a half. Uh, did you see a lot of tickets on the Jets before this injury to Zach Wilson? And I wonder if you expect now to see the under becoming more in vogue if he's going to be out. The early reports are four to six weeks.
5: Yeah, I mean it's the Jets, so it's you know if it was uh, you know Rams or. You know, which it is. <laughs> if it was a good team, uh, it would make more of a difference. I mean, I have talked to some, you know, fairly wise guys, and they're not sure that uh, they might win more games now. So right. Nothing against, nothing against Zach, but uh, I don't think he's shown enough for people to get too excited about that injury. Now, if they lose another quarterback, then you're starting to get deep into the guys mm-hmm. that can't probably play, shouldn't be starting. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to be – it's going to be a good for us, of uh, course, because we take so much Jets money probably in New Jersey. But uh, other than that, they'll, they'll adjust the odds and we'll see what happens. But I don't think it's going to be a huge impact either way.
2: Mike, uh, any particular team for you that has stood out, uh, positive or negative, in terms of either acquisitions or – Maybe under the radar, you know. Look, everyone's talking about Philadelphia and the Eagles, and I keep saying, "Well, you know what? Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback. Call me when it's somebody else."
5: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, everyone thinks the Raiders have improved, and it's pretty obvious they have. That doesn't mean it'll—you know—they have a new coach, but you know he's proven he can win and, and take teams to Super Bowl. So I'm not sure that's going to be our problem this year. And they increased everybody. And I think we're kind of under the radar. It's hard to say that because we live in Nevada, but I'm sure around the rest of the country that uh, the the Raiders are probably a a team that's under the radar other than here. It's just it's so spectacularly obvious here in Vegas when we do these shows and talk about it here.
2: Dave, I think Chandler Jones has probably been criminally the most underrated player of the last half a decade. Mm -hmm.
3: I'm with you. That's a huge signing for the Raiders in the offseason. Again, they've gotten better on both sides of the ball. That's for sure. So, Mike, I can understand why that money's coming in. Are you traditionally – are you seeing, again, generally so far when people play the totals, the win totals uh, for the season, more money comes in on the over? Because people just like to bet the over there. And Amal and I are trying to caution people that it, it doesn't take a whole lot for teams to go south because of injuries and other things that you can't foresee today. Do you feel like the, the smart money always and the sharper money always comes in on the unders?
5: Yeah, and you know, well, that's true and you're 100% right. It's the same thing even with over-unders in any sport, basketball, games over-unders. People just trend towards overs uh naturally. I think it's a human nature type of thing to mm-hmm. be scoring and want to do that. But yeah, you're you're 100% right on that. I I just don't uh, the the over-under season wins when we get hit is by wise guys it's when they first come out and i mean when they first come out they come to the books is it up yet is it up yet and then once one guy finds out they're all and we within an hour we've made massive changes on season wow that that's when we get our hammers uh when we do season wins once that first day and really just the first Probably 12 hours, but once that day is over, and barring injuries like you were talking about, or you know suspensions and stuff like that, we pretty much have our our handle and win loss from the wise guys already set after the first day.
2: Yeah, I thought Mike made a great point right there. For people that are unaware, you see some of these numbers come out, and you see the biggest moves at that point in time. Now, look, I made this point yesterday, Mike. You, you know, obviously, you want to get the best of the number. That's obvious. You know, you're buying a stock; you want to buy it at the lowest price, sell it at the highest, but I, I, don't, I want to get your take on this. I said, at the end of the day, pick the winner. In the NFL, <laughs> yeah. it, it, whether you got the dog or the favorite, the side that's going to cover is going to win the game 80% of the time. And, and I feel like sometimes too much is made about, like, somebody goes, well, the line went from two to two and a half. I'm concerned. I said, let me tell you something. If you thought the team was going to cover two and they're not going to cover two and a half, then you probably shouldn't be betting that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I
5: mean, absolutely. 100%. And when. Anyone asks me, or if I'm doing a show and they ask, of course, I only play underdogs. And I, most of the time, will, if they ask my opinion, I'll say, you know, I'm probably going to put 15, 20% on the money line. Yeah. I think. So. betting that game. But, you know, you don't have to bet just one thing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't All have right. to just bet the point spread. You can do both. And, uh, and I, if you're going to bet the underdog, I agree 100%. You should portion some of that out to the money line or not play it exactly right.
3: Hey, no doubt. And that's the way you can really get one of those or two to hit. It's going to mitigate the losses that you have, certainly when you make those money line plays at plus plus value. Very quickly, uh, Maul and I talked about it a little bit again off the beginning of the show, the big news in Major League Baseball, Fernando Tatis, 80-game suspension for the pod. So he's done for the rest of this year. Mike, were there any adjustments you guys had to make now with the Padres? I wonder how many people are like, oh, no, I'm sitting on a dead ticket with Tatis not eligible to come back.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, it, it really has had a minor effect on futures, and there's a couple reasons for that. First of all, they've been playing without him most of the season. <laughs> right. so it's not like he's been playing, and and I know they were excited to get him back, and you know, and everything like that. But uh, and they anticipated having him back for a pennant push, and but it, it only created a minor shift. And that a lot of that has to do with because the Dodgers have already been set, and they're seen as a dominant team, uh, so it's tough uh, to 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 do anything there. So there's not a lot of changes on that. I think Padres were seven to one to win the National League, and now we got them up at ten to one. And the World Series is about the same thing. They were fourteen to one, and now they're twenty to one. Which I'd say that's not much of a change, but now that I'm looking at it, that's really pretty. Actually, a pretty big change, <laughs> All right? To go from fourteen to twenty. Uh, you know, that's I, I gotta edit edit my remarks there. Cause that's, uh, <laughs> That is a significant change to me.
3: Yeah, no, they were anticipating it. Maybe not
5: to the public, though. I'm, You know, talking public, that's not a significant yeah, change.
3: Exactly right. But but certainly you guys, every number counts. That's for sure. Mike, really appreciate it, as always, on a Saturday. Th- thanks for taking the time to join us.
5: Thanks for having me, guys. Thank it's always you. great
3: catching up with Mike the sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. It's not over yet, but the Bears trying to wrap up a preseason win, 1914, with just over two minutes to go here. In regulation, there's not going to be OT. Come on back. It's Amal and I right here on Betting Across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.